want to thank all the uh, praise band people. Uh, a lot of these songs are brand new to them. I think some of them are new to you. We've done all the songs here in church before except for Everywhere I Go. Uh, it's the only one that's brand new to you. Hopefully we'll do that one some more. Um, but I, I want to thank the praise band. Natalie jumped in there on the drums for us. That was pretty cool. Um, so that, that really helped a lot. Got a lot of talent here, folks, to tell you. And, and you know, and I'm always impressed with Dr. Mack. I mean, this guy, uh, he's been around a while, you know. <laughs> and he still can sing, man. He's still good at it. I, I'm impressed. But and, and another thing, too, these are all the songs I want at my funeral. So you don't have to come now. You've heard them all. So. But, uh, it, you know, it's, it's uh, great to be together and, and worship together and sing together and and just to love one another and, and be with one another to do these things. Just let Jesus be on the throne of your heart and your life. And I mean, that is uh, the best thing that can ever happen to you is, is to give your heart to Christ completely and know him completely and surrender to him completely. Um, it's the best thing that ever happened to me, I can tell you that. Best thing that ever happened. I can't understand why people don't do that, but uh, it's the best thing that ever happened. And uh, I remember when I got on my knees one night and in the bedroom and prayed and said, Lord, things are a mess and um, I'll give you my life and do with me what you want. And I must have made him mad somewhere along the line because he got me into being a Baptist preacher. So, <laughs> you know, I was, I'm looking in my notes. I even have my funeral committal with me. Let's have him see that here. So I'm ready. I, mean, I, I got the few, I got sermon and songs. We're ready to go. Let's uh, pray. Lord, thank you so much for this time we have to come together and, and study your word together. We pray, Lord, as we do, you'd open our hearts and our minds to understand your word to us today. We might grow closer to you and love you more and be able to serve you in the ministry you have for us to do. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for all things. Amen. I had a buddy that was a Wesleyan pastor. Um, best friends and for a Baptist preacher to Wesleyan preacher to be that close to friends is pretty unusual but we are both unusual people ourselves anyway but he uh, he and I would argue about all kinds of different theology things discussions and stuff and and uh, of course we have a little bit of different beliefs on some of the uh, non-essentials of the faith but on the essentials we agreed and it's basically we kind of agreed on the same things and everything but Every once in a while, we'd come up with something. We'd say, well, we bet you can't preach a sermon on. Well, he bet me that I couldn't preach a sermon on Tupperware. So that's where this sermon came from today. So you see the, the, uh, the thing up there, Tupperware. So I came up with some things. And hopefully, when next time you get your Tupperware out, you're going to remember uh, some of these things, some of these uh, things we're going to talk about this morning. And, and uh, I like to do that where there's common items we have around our house, you know, just those plastic tubs we stuck, stick food in and store. Um, next time you get one out, hey, you know, this has some religious symbolism here. You know, I can, there's some Tupperware. But one of the things with Tupperware, I mean, it's just plastic stuff. There's all kinds of knockoffs of Tupperware and everything. So there's, I mean, you got everything, but it's fine. But one of the things in Tupperware is you got to have the right lid for the right bowl. Makes sense, right? I mean, that's common sense. 
And I, I think, uh, you know, I, I, in my, the, the career choice I've made through almost all my life, uh, I've dealt with people that most of the time there's no common sense involved. So, um, so you know, when I say these things, I'm thinking, okay, we got to have common sense. If you don't put the right lid on there, it's not going to fit, right? You know, you can't force it on there. It's got to be the right lid. It's just not going to work. See, as Christians, we are made a certain way by God to do a certain task. He will fit us for the correct task. And you can't force the wrong lid on a Tupperware, can you? It's not going to work. Even if it's close, it's got to be exact. If it's not exact, it's not going to work. See, your shape that God has created you is unique to fit a certain thing certain gifts that God has given you to do. You are unique. Nobody in here has the same gifts. Nobody. We're all different. That's, that's the way it should be. Isaiah 49.5 says, And now says the Lord, who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him so that Israel... Your gifts are unique. He... He has, Isaiah was called for a specific thing, a specific task that he was supposed to do. And his entire life was wrapped up around doing this one task, this one thing. And, and a thing, a word in that passage, the word formed, means to be squeezed, squeezed into shape. When you think about it, Tupperware is made, they have these, these forms, they put a sheet of plastic on there and they have these forms that heats it up and the vacuum presses it down and shapes it to the form it's supposed to go. And it's squeezed into shape. God squeezes us into shape and a lot of times it's through pressure, isn't it? Sometimes it's through pressure. A tire has to have a certain amount of pressure in it, doesn't it? In order for it to run too much, it's not good. Too little, it's flat, not good. Got to be just right. God will give you just the right amount of pressure to shape you and mold you. He'll never give you more than you can handle. There are a lot of times I wondered why God had so much confidence in me, you know. <laughs> but God will never give you more than you can handle because he doesn't want you to, to fail. He wants you to succeed. So if you're going through a lot of things right now, just think, God has put me there for a reason. I'm there for a reason. I know uh, when I've dealt in, in uh, officer-involved shootings, you know, there's a lot of questions that come up with that. It's hard. It's hard to deal with that. And I always tell them, I said, I always tell the officer, I said, first of all, God has put you in that position for that specific purpose at that time. It's not pleasant, but he wouldn't have you do that if he knew that you couldn't handle it. It wouldn't have happened. He's not going to put you in any situation that you can't handle. He's not going to put us in any situation that we can't handle in life. Whether it be going through job pressures, uh, stresses, uh, illnesses, and stuff like that, we can deal with it. Because God said he'd get us through it. So you're going to be squeezed into shape. And, and these things that happen to you in life happen so you can grow. So you can be better able to minister and, and mature in Christ. 
you're going to fit exactly what God has shaped you to be. What he squeezed you to be, you're going to fit that task exactly. Don't try to do another task. Don't try to do something else. And I'll talk more about that, but do what God has called you to do. I know in the churches I pastored, I'd tell them, I said, you know, if there's not a board position that's open, if, there's, if it's open and we don't have a person that has the gifts to, to fill that position, leave it blank. Don't put somebody in there that's not able to do the job. And God will guide us. He'll lead us for people to be in certain positions and per, uh, certain things. And, and there's arguments the other way. Well, go ahead and put them in and God will give them the gifts. I'm one that says God will give you the gifts before you put you in that position. That's the way I look at it. But you know, it's, the thing is this. You are created for a specific task, you are shaped to fit a certain bowl. You're a lid that fits a certain way. You form together, you fit together, you're a complete package the way God wants you to be. Okay? Next, we got to burp the lid. I like burping. I can burp the ABCs. I won't do it this morning, but... You burp the lid. You place the lid, and you find a correct lid, and you place it on the container, and after placing it on the container, you push down in the center. Have you ever noticed uh, the lids on uh, Tupperware? You can push them down, and you notice how they move. they got those little ridges all the way around them. That was designed that way for a purpose. So what you do, you push down on there, you lift up on a corner of the, of the lid, then you push it down, and then you put the corner back down, and that creates a vacuum seal. That lid wants to pull back up, and that creates a vacuum in that thing. And, and it's supposed to keep the food fresher longer. There's a certain way that God wants to use you in his kingdom. Giving you the correct gifts and all. And you will find when you use your gifts correctly, you're going to be fresher longer in the ministry. Just like when you burp the lid, and that's what they call it, burping the lid. Just like burping the lid helps keep the food fresher, when you are used correctly and let God get rid of that stale air in your life, you're going to find you're going to be fresher for ministry. That's just the way it goes. I think, you know, it's amazing to me that uh, the Bible even tells us that. Romans eleven twenty nine. 29, the gifts of God are irrevocable. The word translated irrevocable means to not repent. That means... God has given us certain things to do. And we don't walk away from that. Repent means to turn, right? Repent of our sins. We're going this way with our sins and we turn away from them. We go the other way. You don't do that with God. He gives you the gifts. You don't turn away from the gifts he's given you. You don't go, here. okay, here's my gifts. Nah, I don't want them. You don't do that with God. Those gifts are irrevocable. You cannot repent or turn away from those gifts. You go to those gifts and you use those gifts in God's kingdom work. There are a lot of times that God's going to say, okay, I want you to go talk to somebody. And you go, why them? God, I don't even like them. Kind of 
think sometimes I always, I think, you know, God, can you put them in the other end of the mansion for me? You know, we'll get to heaven. You ever, ever had that feeling sometimes about somebody? <laughs> you, yeah, I want them to go to heaven, but put them in the other side of the mansion. You know? There's a story that reminded me of a story here. Uh, this guy uh, is, uh, goes up the pearly gates, and Peter's there, and he lets him in, and he's showing him around, and he's, you know, he's, a, he's a Methodist, and he's showing him around the heaven, and they come up to this great big giant wall, and it says, quiet, please. And so Peter tells the guy, please, please be quiet. So they, they walk real quietly past the wall. And, and when they get to the other side of the wall, the guy says, what was that all about? And he says, well, um, those are the Baptists. Uh, they think they're the only ones here. And so we just let them stay on that side of the wall. And we try not to bother them any. So. <laughs> but anyway, you know, sometimes we think, you know, that, you know, I, I'm not sure I want to minister. That's too hard. Or that's not comfortable. I don't want to get close to this person. I might have to deal with this person. And, and really, when you think about it, not everybody is all that lovely, are they? Some people are lovely, and we want to hang around them. I mean, I, I love hanging around my wife. She is the most lovely person I know on the face of this earth. But there's other people I don't want to hang around too much. I remember when I was a police officer in Derby, Regress some people, and sometimes they didn't smell good, or they're just kind of nasty people. We got to the jail real quick. And that's, you know, sometimes there's just people that are hard to be around. And, but God still wants us to use those gifts, doesn't he? You can't walk away from that. When God tells you to go minister to that person, you minister to that person. Don't force yourself on them. Don't try to make something up and go, oh, you know, I feel so sorry for you. Come on, let's go. And maybe God doesn't want you to do that. So you got to know what your gifts are. You need to pray about it. You need to work at it and, and, and know that this is what you're supposed to do. There's a, a guy in Leewood, Kansas. Leewood, Kansas is uh, one of the wealthiest cities in the, in the state, one of the wealthiest in the nation. And um, this guy thought he wanted to go uh, inner city, Kansas City, Missouri, and minister to people there. So he sold his house and his stuff, and he went down there, and it's just an awful ministry. He failed miserably in his ministry there. And he came back to Leewood and, and uh, bought another house, but he failed. He felt sorry for these people and wanted to go and do stuff for them, but it's not what he was called to do. Okay. So you can walk to the wrong gifts and ignore your gifts that God has asked you to do. So make sure you know what your gifts are and then go to those gifts. Don't walk away from them and use those gifts. And you can walk away from them by trying to go, well, I like this gift better when it's really not your gift at all. And so you, you go and there's this gift here and you say, that man looks pretty cool. I think I'll do that. When really God's wanting you to take these gifts here. And you've walked away from that. So you can do it by, it's by omitting it or coming up with something else to do when it's really not what God wants you to Next thing is Tupperware is exposed to heat when it's formed. But you expose it to heat after it's formed, what's it going to do? It's going to melt. You ever seen a Tupperware bowl that's got a ring of like bubbles around it where somebody put it in the microwave with some stew or something and it formed that ring around there? Especially if it's stew with tomato juice in it, it leaves a red ring around there. It's exposed to heat for too long. We're not supposed to do that. 
Don't place Tupperware on a stove burner or in an oven and try to bake with it or cook it. Yeah, take care, even in using it in a microwave, that you don't overheat the contents and, and ruin the container. See, not using your gifts correctly causes damage. When you get into the heat of battle in ministry, and you are going to be in a battle in ministry, if you're doing what God has called you to do, I guarantee you there's going to be somebody or something coming your way to try to stop you. I know a guy who felt like he wanted to do motorcycle ministry, and he was parked his motorcycle, and he was going around uh, getting uh, uh, donations to help him. And somebody stole his wife's motorcycle helmet off the back of his motorcycle, and he said, well, God doesn't want me to do it. That was a sign. God doesn't want me to do What? Are you kidding me? That's nothing. So don't let things stop you from doing what God's called you to do. Take care in the heat of battle that you're using your gifts properly in the way they were designed to be used, and you will see that you'll get through it. You'll make it through the battle. Sometimes people try to do things they're not called to do. They're using these gifts wrong, and they burn out. A lot of people that burn out, it's because they're not using the gifts that God has given them to use in ministry. There's a lot of pastors, I think, are, are mama called and papa sent. They're not really called to be pastors in the ministry. And they fail. I honestly believe I'm, I went through some things with churches. I had a couple really, really nasty churches. I mean, really bad. And we got one of them straightened out, and the other one didn't. And some of it was my fault. But I really believe if I wasn't called to be a pastor that I wouldn't have been in those churches. I wouldn't still be preaching and ministering. I had opportunity to go with other police departments. I didn't have to be a pastor. But I believe that's what God called me to do. And because of that, I was able to work through those issues, work through those things. I learned a lot from them. But in the heat of battle, if you're not called to do it, you're going to just get beat up bad. It's going to knock you down, tear you up. Don't try to do too much, and don't try to do it too fast. Take it as God wants you to do it. I'm one of these people that's very task-oriented. We're supposed to do this, we're going to do it, and we're going to do it now. We're not going to wait. I'm not going to wait to do it. Okay, God, we're going to run. We're going to go. Come on, God, you're lagging behind. You're going to have to catch up with me. God, come. What's wrong with that picture? God needs to be leading me into the battle, right? The power of the Holy Spirit to illuminate Christ in my life so that people can see Christ shining in me no matter what happens. So God needs to be up here, and I need to be up there with him. I don't need to go ahead, and I shouldn't be lagging behind. I don't need God saying, come on, Steve, what are you doing? Steve, get up here. So I've found a lot of times I've tried to push too hard and get ahead of what God wanted me to do. And you fail when you do that. You'll burn out. Your Tupperware is going to melt down. So be careful you don't do those things. 
I think of uh, an example in the Bible. Remember the guy named Mark wrote that book in the Bible? Well, that one gospel thing. Mark went out on a mission trip with Paul and Barnabas to Pamphylia. And for some unknown reason, Mark left the mission. He walked away from it. Whether he was too young or he wasn't called to do it, we don't know. But I think Mark burned out because he was doing something that he really wasn't supposed to do. And later, Paul and Barnabas were commissioned for another mission. That was three years later. And Barnabas wanted to take Mark along. And Paul objected, no. He bailed on us once. I don't trust him. I'm not going to take him. I'm not going to do it. So what happened was Paul and Barnabas split up. Paul ended up taking Silas. Barnabas took Mark. Apparently, they reconciled their differences later because when Paul was in prison in Rome, Mark was there to minister to him and help him. So they had reconciled their differences. But I think what happens is we journey out before we're ready. Paul spent a lot of time, after he got his Damascus Road experience, he spent a lot of time studying the Scriptures and formulating all those sayings and saying, okay, this is what that means. I understand, okay, I understand that now. But he spent... I think it was 13 years studying before he really got involved in his ministry full-fledged. We need to take our time. And that doesn't mean we're going to sit down and do nothing. But we're going to learn and grow and do the things that God has called us to do. And there's one gift, I think, in the church that, that too many people think they have, and that's the gift of peace sitting. There is no such thing. We are to be active in the church. I used to tell my church, I said, the busier you are, the busier I will be. I will try to give you the equipment and teach you and lead you, but you're going to have to do the ministry. The Bible says the pastor's job is to teach and equip the saints to do the work of the Lord. pastor needs to know how to do that, doesn't he? You can't teach if you don't know it. I could no more teach algebra than the man of the moon. That's why I'm in, the, in the ministry, because math is not my friend. I couldn't teach any engineering stuff, mechanics and stuff. I'm not that way. I can Woodworking, I can do that. Music, I can do that. But I don't have those skills. I don't have that gift set. I have to use what God has given me. Do the work. I need to get up, though, and go do that. If I'm just sitting around, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And the only way you're going to know your gifts and the only way you're going to know what you're supposed to do is if you allow Jesus Christ to be Lord of your life, be on the throne of your heart. Otherwise, it's just not going to happen. If Christ isn't your Lord and your Savior, we sang songs about that today, about reaching down his hand, walking and talking with him. Letting Christ be in control of your heart. He's there for you. Do it. And go out and do the ministry that you're called to do. What is God asking you to do? What is God asking you to do? As we prepare to take communion now, I want you to think about it. As you take of the bread and the cup what has Christ done for you and what are you doing for him 
bread and a cup represent his total giving to you, 100%. What are you giving back? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much that we have this opportunity to come and worship you through this communion. Lord, you, you are amazing. You've done so much for us. You've given us so much. And Lord, we just thank you and praise you for what you are and what you've done. And Lord, as we take this cup and this communion, we pray that you would cleanse our hearts and minds so we might be able to partake in a worthy manner in a way that is honoring to you for what you've done for us. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for all things. Amen.